0: Blue wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown.
2: Yo, what up, my people? Kevin Jones, Striking Gold Podcast. We're going to be talking San Francisco 49ers. Shout out, Rob Louder. Shout out, Eric Crocker, the other two hosts on this feed. The audience has increased notably. We're on the Apple top charts right now. I think we were ranked 123 in the sports and recreation category. So shout out to the new 49ers fans. Welcome to Blue Wire. This is the Sports Podcasting Network. I launched 10 months ago have a lot of traction, some investors on board, and we're looking to add great content all around the internet. So be on the lookout. Search Blue Wire in Spotify or Apple. Wherever you listen to your podcast, rate this five stars. Let's get into it because I'm going to have a take that has 49ers fans a little unhappy with me because I'm not thrilled about Nick Bosa's latest injury. And you have some homers, even some homers in the media, tweeting this is going to be a great thing. Nick Bosa doesn't even need the preseason Oh, I mean, he looks so good in training camp. He's already a a stud. The best ability in the NFL is availability. And Nick Bosa has a sprained ankle. And so I don't really care that it was a 300-pound offensive lineman that rolled up on his ankle. Wrong place, wrong time. Um, You know, this happens in the NFL. Doesn't really happen to DeForest Buckner. I mean, Nick Bosa, the point is he hasn't played much football the last couple of years. So these situations where he's moving quickly and – Tears his hamstring and is in the wrong place at the wrong time, or just, you know, not paying attention to it, you know, feeling the offensive lineman behind him. Where, you know, could DeForest Buckner have skirted out of the way or someone else? This is the point here. Nick Bosa is not getting enough reps. He's missing so much time that he's getting back on the field and putting himself in positions to get injured. And so I don't like talking about player injuries. It's very sensitive. It it, it is unfortunate. Like I don't want to harp on the whole podcast here because we're gonna cover training camp. 49ers debut in the preseason against the Cowboys on Saturday. We'll touch like a couple different areas, but you know, right out of the gates, Nick Bosa is the storyline of training camp. You know, he's, I read tweets every day. Nick Bosa, two sacks. He's getting past Joe Staley and McGlinchey. He's come in here and look like a pro. At the same time, the number two overall draft pick, and probably why he slipped to number two, and why someone didn't trade up or something, is because of his injury concerns, his brother has had injury concerns. This is a whole new player too. But, you know, a lot of things are just stacking up here that are making me say, hmm, I'm a little concerned this guy can last 16 games in the NFL. And as I tweeted, when things get more physical and the 49ers are expecting this guy to play 50 snaps, be a three-down player, be a, a cornerstone franchise piece, when in year one, the more I'm thinking about it, I don't even know if that's a smart move. You might run this guy into the ground. I don't think he can handle this at all. So as I get closer here to middle of August and looking at the season, and will Nick Bosa even play Week One? Is he going to be wearing a boot coming off of this ankle injury for for a week or two? Hamstring was a bigger deal with soft tissue, so I get it. Sprained ankle is fine. There's no ligament damage, whatever. He, you know, this is he could fully recover from this. I'm going to be shocked if he plays 16 games this year, and I'm going to be shocked if he's near the team leaders in snaps, and. As I always say, I'm I'm happy to be wrong. I mean, last year I predicted Alfred Morris was going to lead the team in rushing. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not Charles Barkley. I'm not Skip Bayless. I'm not I'm not one of these people that just says shit. I truly believe Nick Bosa's health is a concern, and this latest injury on the same day, guess who got injured? Jason Verrett, someone who's been injured his whole career, is getting injured in a very light contact training camp practice where. Of course, there's there's some push at the line and a little bit of thudding, but but no one's getting thrown to the ground. Really, like injuries happen. It just seems to happen to certain people more often. And I'm a little scared that Nick Bosa could be in this Jason Verrett RG3 category where the guy is just something about his body isn't meant for football. And right now, the last two years tell us that those clues add up. And if you're, a, if you're a 49ers fan, not concerned or nervous at all, you're being a little bit of a homer. You have rose-tinted glasses on. Probably every tweet about the team is super excited. And, like, I'm, you know, I'm a little sorry. Sometimes on Striking Gold, I have to, you know, tell you the truth here. Nick Bosa, three or four years from now, we could be looking at his career being like, oh, my God, dude, are you fucking serious? You only play eight to ten games a year. And that's not going to be shocking. And I hope I'm dead wrong because I think he can be a pro bowler and he showed us in training camp and like, you know, outside of like Kendrick Bourne, he might be making the most noise daily at camp. So it's it's a double-edged sword here. I am thrilled with his progress there and I'm a little concerned. Striking gold. Again, shout out Rob Loder, Eric Crocker. They go a lot longer on these pods. There's two people, me. I typically sit in here, fire off a couple of my takes, um, you know, Expanding on another point that I said, I do think if Bosa is healthy and does play 15 games and proves me completely wrong and is a three-snap player and teams are going three and out and he's a big reason why, he's going to mask a lot of flaws. You This defense is going to look totally different, especially if you have Dre Greenlaw out there starting, which 100% should be happening. Inside linebackers come on with interceptions bulldoze Kyle use on the sideline. He's physical. He's earning a spot. He's obviously making the team. Now it's whether or not, are you going to, are you going to let a linebacker play early on? I don't know who dictates playing time on defense. If it's Robert Sala, you know, I mean, it should be the defensive coordinator should be deciding this, but you know, Kyle needs to be involved in these plans of who's playing here is all I'm saying. Um, And so, yeah, the defense is going to look different. Nick Bosa is going to mask some flaws. And can Jimmy Garoppolo mask some flaws? It seems like he's doing well in the red zone. The 49ers obviously don't have a good secondary. So from all the reports I'm seeing, we don't have any of this footage. So, you know, we're literally going off tweets. Who do you trust with their tweets? It it seems like Jimmy Garoppolo is having a very good training camp, if not outstanding. I mean, it's it's hard to tell. He's had, you know, a couple deep connections, um, not that many interceptions, like maybe two raggedy days, if not three. So... That's to be expected. He's coming off ACL. I don't think they've announced playing time yet. I think he plays the first two series against the Cowboys. I think that would be a good first start for him. Like I said, I w- I want to see bo- bodies falling around him, how he's reacting. Clearly up to the doctors here. And This is the concerning part about the 49ers Every question mark right now besides the secondary is injuries. It's Jarek McKenning coming back. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Nick Bosa. It's Jimmy Ward. Is he going to play? There's too many key pieces that also have injuries attached to their name this year, which they could all stay healthy, but it just, for some people, it's going to take time to come back and get into the groove and be dominant every week. And however, though, Jimmy Garoppolo is dominant every week. I mean, it's, it's clear It's a clear point that I'm making. If Jimmy Garoppolo is amazing, the offense is going to be amazing. Um, but it's so I think the weakness of of the offense right now is probably interior pass blocking. And luckily that marries up to a strength of Jimmy Garoppolo. If he was an immobile quarterback, this would be a big problem. If he was Eli Manning and that that part of the team wasn't good, be like, oh shit. The fact that Jimmy G is good at evading pressure, and actually when the play breaks down, more stuff can happen. I think he turns this weakness into a strength for the 49ers. And so maybe that's why they didn't spend a ton of money there. You know, I last time I recorded, I said I'm nervous about this unit. But I think if Jimmy Garoppolo performs at a high level, that, you know, he'll mask that flaw. Um, if he doesn't, I think it'll be clear that, you know, guard and center will be the biggest upgrade that the team needs to make in the offseason. Striking goal, you're getting hot takes. Uh, <laughs> yeah nick bosa i mean my boy evan Soward, dylan Day simone i agree with almost all the tweets that they put out there i love 49ers twitter there's a lot of homerism right now and a lot of optimism you know the rams look like they you might be able to to, to topple the rams this year there can they keep this good juju going with sean McVay three years in a row super bowl hangover there's there's factors in the air um you know Seattle, they're really going to need DK Metcalf to be a star, I think, to make the playoffs. If not, they're going to be hanging around the similar seven and nine, eight and eight. The roster just not good enough. And so Jimmy G, Nick Bosa, can they propel this team to the playoffs? If somehow both of them have an average seasons and this team makes the playoffs, that will be the most amazing thing ever. Because I think like two or three stars are going to have to carry this team: Kittle, Buckner, Garoppolo, and Bosa, and you can throw Richard Sherman in there too. If three of those guys have average seasons, this team isn't going to make the playoffs. It's a fifty-three man roster. You can be like, well, what does that even mean? But it's like it's it's pretty much true. If Richard Sherman's getting burned a little bit, if Nick Bosa isn't available or only has like four or five sacks, and Buckner dominates, and Kittle dominates, but Jimmy G's average, like, you can, you can try, you can project the season out based on how those five are performing. If all five are performing at a high level, I think the 49ers will be able to feed off the energy and go 9-7, and 10-6. If you get some mixed bags with those, it's going to be 7-9, 8-8, eight eight, guys. Um, I have tempered expectations a little bit looking elsewhere around the league with how competitive the NFC is going to be, with how hard the AFC North is going to be. That's going to, the 49ers are going to go 2-2 two and two in that. They're not going to sweep that. Um, the ultimate X factor is Kyle. If he gets hot from a play-calling sense, if he can just outscore teams, If the pass rush is better enough now, Dre Greenlaw is all of a sudden like a little mini stud, and it's him and Fred Warner patrolling everywhere. Well, I mean, yeah, like where are you gonna put him? Because you have Quan Alexander too. So it's like you know, I guess he I guess he can play Sam linebacker some. He's he's a little undersized there. And again, you know, training camp isn't everything. We we've seen people have really strong camps and amount to nothing like the Julian Taylor last thing he had the strong camp strong preseason let's see just know the 49ers aren't judging preseason as the gospel because last year Julian Taylor dominated the preseason you know we weren't privy to every practice so I don't know what happened there Um, (laughs) I get hung up on certain guys I mean it seems like Dre Greenlaw is going to be a special teamer and the fan favorite and kind of it feels like he can be in that Brock Coyle role as that backup who comes in if anyone gets hurt, if Quan Alexander again, coming off the injury. Oh, man. Yeah, so injuries, you didn't want them to be the storyline. It is the NFL. It kind of is like just this cloud hanging over every NFL team. Teams that stay healthy are normally the ones in the playoffs. Yeah, let's talk receivers. I think last time I said Kendrick Bourne is possibly the odd man out. now Now looks more like Jordan Matthews could be Eric Crocker and, and Robert on the scene and, and really have their eyeballs there and and probably have a better judge than me. But I guess you can't really get rid of Kendrick Bourne if he's going to ball out in camp in this competitive setting and really rise to the occasion. That's actually like one of the best surprises of camp. Um, I guess Barrows suggested that Marquise Goodwin could be on the bubble. And then that report came out. It's so funny. Then PR puts out that he's like listed first on the depth chart as a starter. So it's such a balancing act as the head coach in August when you know you're going to have to cut 30 people. You've built some relationships with some of these people. It's really what Kyle, I think, despises about being the head coach is like breaking so many hearts here. It's yeah, it's like it's harder for the coaches to sleep at night knowing that, you know Goodwin. To me, it'd be weird to get rid of him. Like, they're they're obviously keeping six receivers. Like, Kyle did that two years ago. It shocked everyone. I, that was, like, a projection that I had, that Bourne making the roster, uh, Victor Bolden at that time making the roster. So it's obvious they're going to keep six. Richie James is so smooth. Um, again, I, I never see him being a number one or two receiver. Um, it, right, Yeah, right now, it feels like, feels like Jordan Matthews is going to be the odd man out. And Marquise Goodwin... I think they would trade him. I don't think they would cut him. I don't know. They're they're gonna have a weird situation at receiver, but I don't think they can get rid of Kendrick Bourne. If he's completely quiet in the preseason or drops a couple passes, then maybe. But as of right now, you know, he's coming out and balling every day and, and does have a slight connection with, with Jimmy G. And, you know, remember he led the team in receiving last year with fucking with with freaking Nick Mullins and and CJ Beathard. So I mean I do kind of want to see Born with Jimmy G. There there's a chance that we could, you know, see it. they could have really strong chemistry. And so we haven't talked about Dante Pettis, our boy Grant Cones, you know, <laughs> really hard on this dude. You know, certain people are, are hyping him up too much. It's really hard to tell. There's not a you know, Barrows and Mayoko, it seems like and of course my boy Bieterman there too. We gotta drop their names, but it, it it's really hard to tell when we don't have footage here. So I mean the reporters do matter the most in training camp. I've always said that. So it's like read between the tea leaves of what you're seeing, and then we're gonna have to obviously judge everything on 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 the preseason. So yeah, we could almost add Debo Samuel. I talked about the top five 49ers this year, like Garoppolo, Kittle, um, Buckner, Bosa, Sherman. Running backs, I think it's going to be interchangeable. Like, success is going to be depending upon the O-line. Someone's going to figure it out there. Kyle will pick the right person. But, like, Debo Samuel is – I'm almost willing to group into that big six group because if he if he balls out on a level, it could elevate and add to the win total. If he's just average, um, the 49ers need that. It would be great if he came in and just still had, like, 45 catches, was playing a lot, had 600 yards, you know three or four touchdowns that'd be a great rookie year from from Debo Samuel if he comes in and has 65 catches a thousand yards like seven touchdowns it's going to propel this team so there's like tiers of performances for each player it's like what are you going to get you're going to get the a from them the b or the c and you hope it's not the d or or they're injured so um it's kind of like just projecting that right now and you know I would project Debo at average right now but I I want to see the preseason. I've got to get my eyes on all this football myself to really kind of sink my teeth into this, guys.
1: When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. And right now, Blue Wire Podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. That's B L U E. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS. FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No matter ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers, you'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code blue. That's B-L-U-E. ShipStation.com Make ship happen.
2: Training camp Striking gold podcast right now. Rapid reactions. Um, I'm lukewarm on the Niners. I'm I'm, I'm lukewarm. I'm, I'm concerned about the injuries. I'm ready for football to get here. Let's get some live action. Um, let's talk about the backup QB situation here. Do you keep CJ Beathard as your third? And I guess he's just inactive. Or is Kyle going to be willing to admit the mistake? Perhaps trade him for a conditional seventh round pick in 2021? Like... Do you get any return back um, or are you just concerned? Let's have three QBs on the roster. Let's get through a couple months with Jimmy G. Let's let's wait. We, we might be able to get a sixth-round pick, fifth. One of my dumbest comments ever on this podcast was like a second-round pick the 49ers could get for, for Beathard. <laughs> They might have fancied it was coming off that Green Bay game where he he dominated. That was really his best game ever, and it sucks the 49ers didn't win that one, but that was like one of the most entertaining games of the last two seasons was Bethard performing um, in that one, going head-to-head with, with Rodgers. And then, you know, so Nick Mullins I think should clearly be the number two. Is it going to be shocking if he has a huge drop-off? I think it would be shocking because he kind of proved it last year. He has – dude, he has – comparable experience to Jimmy Garoppolo. He's played, what, five games? Jimmy Garoppolo's played, played 11? So it's like they're both... God, there's not that much experience here. C.J. Beathard is the most experienced quarterback on the roster snaps-wise, That may not be a fact, but I mean, it it feels that way over the last two seasons. And then he came in from Hoyer. God, I'm sick of talking about this. I hope we only have to talk about Garoppolo. I think the 49ers are in a good situation with Nick Mullins. And there, it it wouldn't be a fourth round pick, but they got offered a fifth. I don't think it's worth it. I think you've got to have a good backup quarterback in the league. And like, I'm holding on to Nick Mullins. Um, So yeah, we'll be monitoring the running back situation most as we shift now to game coverage here. Who's getting snap counts? I think. Uh, Kyle wants to see with the first team offensive line which running back looks good. I don't, I don't think you'll see Jarek McKinnon much in this game. That would be surprising. Um, so yeah, I'm watching the the running back situation. Let's make sure Jimmy G is up in one piece. It, 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 to be honest, it'd be nice if Jimmy G got hit and like you want your quarterback to stay clean, but like you know got hit f- from the shoulder up. Like you know got rid of the football. Don't want him to get sacked, but like that's gonna feel good for him. I think coming out of this preseason game. And that's it's weird I, you know I'm I think a lot differently again if you're new to this podcast like a lot of 49ers fans are like oh whatever Nick Bosa he got rolled up on that's not that big of a deal I'm worried that he's he's just one of those injury prone players wrong place wrong time same thing here with, with Jimmy G most people are probably like you want him to stay clean you don't want him to play at all I want the bodies flying around him I want him to get hit once so he's not jittery week one let's get this out of the system um that's my mindset. I've been in an NFL building, so I again, if you're new, I learned from the Mike Pettin regime when he was there. Ray Farmer, I worked inside the building there for the Cleveland Browns, had intimate access, built some good relationships with some coaches. Um, you know, learned that scheme, got you know, privy information. Some people broke down some film for me, so I am a little bit more of an expert than the the casual fan. I was a journalist for a while, covered the Niners, Chip Kelly, um. Kyle for a little bit and now yeah I've started blue wire it's been amazing we have this podcasting network we're almost up to 50 podcasts downloads are are doubling quarterly 500 startups is our first investor shout out 814 mission street shout out to my crew of entrepreneurs I work with every day out of there as we try and build thriving ecosystems and so you know I encourage you share this podcast um this was a quick one today there'll be a lot to talk about after the game um, obviously, looking at second cornerback, Jason Verrett probably not going to play now. This is what I'm saying, and they were banking on his availability during the season. Now they're already going to have to look. You know, preseason week one. You know, the injury-prone guys are are missing the preseason. And am I right to hit the concern button? I think so. I think if you're a 49ers fan and you're optimistic about the season, you should still be optimistic, but if this team isn't healthy, they're not going to make the playoffs. Zero chance. It's a tough pill to swallow. You're an NFL fan. It's August. You want to picture this team playing competitive football in December. I think in Thanksgiving, they're still in the hunt, and it, it could just be a long December for this team. It's tough. It, you have to see how things shake out early on. A hot start can can really propel this team. A slow start will put someone on the hot seat. The extremist troll fans will say John Lynch. I won't say that yet. Um, we'll see how the defense is playing with Salah. I, I think the defense is going to be better for sure. I think the offense is going to be better. I think the team is going to be better. I don't know if it's good enough in the NFC. However, the NFC West is competitive, and like we'll see with Kyler, I think the the Cardinals will still be like five and eleven. But you know, like you want to sweep the Cardinals this year. You obviously have to split with them. If you are getting beat twice by the Cardinals, like you are in trouble. And it, you know, if, if this team goes five and eleven somehow, and Jimmy G is healthy, Kyle will feel all the heat. It will be Kyle feeling the heat if this team misses the playoffs and is bad and healthy. And so the, that's the layers of things. And I don't, and like I've said in the past, if John Lynch is booted after year three, I think it's Kyle's call, not Jed. I think Jed has done a great job of backing out of the way and let these these two run things. And it's been apparent um, sh- quickly. Shout out to Dwight Clark. Shout out to Mayoko for the, the 87 letters book. 49ers fans. There's something special with this fan base. It's a top 10 fan base in the league. It's a top five fan base when they're winning. Um, you know, people really freaking care about the team. There's a strong community about it. I love delivering content to 49ers fans. Um, we, I will actually be starting a striking gold newsletter Um, we're hopeful to have Rob and Croc participate in that as well, too. We'll probably have some like Sunday nuggets, what we're thinking, like to expound on a couple tweets and, you know, this will be delivered email. And so Blue Wire will be, you know, the evolution of sports media here. We're going to be focused on podcasting, building our company this way. And, you know, we're not really focused on links and articles. We actually are going to be focusing on email. So stay tuned on that. We're going to be asking for your email address if you're a big fan and it's not going to be promo blue wire stuff, like you're not going to hear rah rah look at our brand. You're actually going to get thoughts about the 49ers if you sign up. Almost said KJ Podcast, didn't do it. Striking Gold, Nick Bosa, preseason week one. We talked about a lot. Um, you know, I'm still excited about this team, I'm excited to deliver content with you guys all season. All right, peeps, that is going to do it for striking gold, and then Rob Croc, or I, or maybe all three, or maybe one of the three. Maybe two of us, we don't know yet, will break down what happens Sunday. That's the beauty about striking gold. You're going to get content on a new schedule all the time with different creators. All right, peeps, we'll talk to you again soon. Peace.